Good college hoops coming your way tonight. Uh, ACC Big 12 uh, doubleheader. We got Virginia against uh, Syracuse and then Baylor and Texas. They're both games right here on ESPN and on the ESPN app. And with that, we welcome you back to another hour off this championship Sunday. We've got you covered on a Monday live from the seaport. We are brought to you by Chase. The squad is here. We are together and we are talking largely about what happened last night in Kansas City. What a thriller it was. Exactly what we were hoping for from these two quarterbacks. All the drama and it comes down to the final seconds. Burrow, Mahomes, second quarter, 6-3 Kansas City, fourth and one Mahomes. He's great in Improvisation by both Patrick and Kelsey. He's supposed to go to the back pylon. Defender plays outside. Don't go where covered people are. And then you hook in. Patrick throws him there. 13-6. Still that way. Third quarter. Burrow, how about this jumping catch, RC? Listen, T. Higgins is a guy that could be a number one on many other teams. They were doubling to Jamar Chase. T. Higgins takes advantage over top. Tied at 13. Chiefs looking to respond. Danny, it's Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Great job by Patrick. And kicking the ball out. Only place he can go in them. MVS doing a really good job with the ball in his hands are going to use that speed. And that leads to this. This throw is ridiculous. I don't understand how it happens, Greeny. This is really like option number four on the play. Sees the safety cut. He's got to navigate the pocket a little bit. Jumps and throws an absolute laser. Look at him limping out there. But then the big mistake and it could have changed the whole game. Made me think of the fumble quarterback sneak against the Ravens. Like, wait, did that just happen? The ball completely slips out of his hands. Bengals have new life. It leads to this. Fourth and six on the first play of the fourth quarter. RC, the onions to go for it. Listen, you have onions to go for it when you have a guy like Jamar Chase on the other end of the football for oh. Joe Burrow. It's double coverage by the Kansas City matter. Chiefs, which he saw the entire day. He climbs the ladder, goes up on top of Cook's head, and pulls the football down. I repeat, it's fourth and six when they do it, and that leads to this. Samaj P. Ryan, we are all tied up at 20. And so now this has got all the makings tied in the fourth quarter, midway through the period. Burrow, Dan is going to throw it up, and he's going to get picked. Just a little bit of pressure forces this ball to get underthrown by about a foot. Double team, it's the same ball that we just saw. Chase catch on a double move, and then Cook tips it up perfectly to his teammates. But they make the stop, and so now under a minute to go. Burrow trying to lead a game-winning drive. Chris Jones was the best player on the field. I have no idea how they don't either chip with the tight end, send the back that way. They single up a backup tackle on Chris Jones. Game over. He was spectacular. Now Rex didn't like that the Bengals punted the ball into the middle of the field here. Yeah, no, absolutely. What the hell are you doing here? All you got to do is kick it to the sideline. He can't return it. And I know we got, you know, blocks in the back and all that stuff. Never should have happened. It's the rookie Sky Moore, 29 yards on the return. And then here's the play. RC, uh, Mahomes gutting it out on the sideline. There was less than 10 seconds left. And Joseph Osai with the push. First of all, for Patrick Mahomes to understand the moment, be aware that it's time to use his legs to make a big play is what makes this happen. But Joseph Osai hits him just out of bounds, slides Patrick under the bench. This is the call that has to be made. But it puts Harrison Buckner in uh, position for field goal. Absolutely. It's, it's the mistake that cost the Bengals their season. It's Harrison Butker for the win. The Kansas City Chiefs are headed back to the Super Bowl. They finally beat Burrow. They do it in Arrowhead. And believe me, on CBS, they were letting them know. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to thank God, man. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Burrow hit my ass! Yeah. Woo! It's Mahomes' house! I'm going to celebrate this one first, so uh, I'm going to make sure I get back with my team. I don't think we have any cigars, but we'll be ready to go at the Super Bowl. They, they, they posted a lot of bulletin board material. It don't mean unless you come in here and play. 
So in case you wondered, are they listening? Are they hearing? Are the players hearing the stuff that's being said all week long? There's your answer. Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely they are. And, and, man, don't poke the bear, dude. And especially when you got Patrick Mahomes and, and those things. But I, I think, you know, the players always chat. Like, yeah. you, you know, they talk it up and all that. But it was the mayor that set the tone for this one. <laughs> and you know what? That's who they're talking about. So he the mayor, that dude ain't going to get high. You think anybody's going to no vote re-election. for that guy again? <laughs> no re-election. He's done. He's done. And, and, and to me, like, he, he stepped over the line. There's good things. Having mayors going back and forth. At Chile, Kansas City barbecue or Skyline Chili. That, those are great things. But he overstepped the lines. And, and, and to me... They certainly heard it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with did. that uh, part of it specifically yeah. a little bit later. But as far as just the, the Chiefs, this felt personal to them. They knew they were 0-3 against this That's team and personal. this guy. This felt like a that, very big win. But that is why it's personal. You understand when you start to get some familiarity with the team, and Rex knows this from being in the Pittsburgh Steelers-Baltimore Ravens rivalry, that familiarity breeds contempt. You start to both respect and hate your opponent. And when you've lost three times, and I said it on Friday, it's not a rivalry if one team wins all the time. In the last year, that had been the Cincinnati Bengals. And you know in that locker room and the talk on the practice fields in Kansas City has been about how do we find a way to win? How do we find a way to get over what has now become our hump? And when you think about the way that they were able to play defensively, the way they put pressure on Joe Burrow, the attention paid to Jamar Chase, the plays made on the back end by young rookies, this team played a game that had to be played when your quarterback is banged up. And to see your quarterback go for it all late in the game, get pushed out of bounds and put you in position to win, that was the excitement that we've seen. We also have to realize this team has been to five consecutive AFC championships, yeah. but they only have one Super Bowl to mm-hmm. show for it. They want to finish the deal. So let's let's talk, Dan, about the quarterback. So he's won a Super Bowl. He was valiant in defeat in another, and he was brilliant in that game against Buffalo last year. But if I said to you, all things considered, yesterday, that's the defining performance of his career so far, are you willing to go that far? Yeah, after the first hour, yes. Because I'm thinking about the game, and there's every reason why Patrick Mahomes should have played okay or should have just played good, but not good enough. He's, he he's, has one leg. He's got a severe high ankle sprain. He's without number one, number two, number three receiver. They ran the ball for 34 yards, and somehow he throws for 340 yards and two touchdowns. The longest rushing yard they had yesterday was six. For all the things that I marvel about with Patrick Holmes, the, the, the jaw-dropping plays, it was more the, um, the non-flashy stuff that stood out to me. More the, all right, I got to get the ball out of my hands. I can't move as much as I want or as great as I want, but I can move enough. And that's a little bit of that toughness to just get completions. Cincinnati was going to play a ton of zone because they thought that their pass rush was going to be good enough against Patrick and force him to play from the pocket. And then the final run was gutsy. I think the thing that stands out the most when it comes to on the play performance-wise with all those passes, passing attempts, the no receivers, and the, um, the bum ankle, Cincinnati's defense did not get a hand on the football. They didn't touch the ball one time. At some point, you think a batted ball happened. Yeah. At some point, you think he's trying to do too much, throw back across his – and to tip the, the, the fact that he never got careless with the football, trying to do too much. 
in a moment where he should try to do too much, I think was the most important. aspect. And I, 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 think, I think it also has to be said because there was so much talk about these two quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes severely outplayed Joe Burrow yesterday. Mm -hmm. For a lot of the things that we applaud Joe Burrow for, be able, for being able to do at the top of the game as it pertains to his peers, Patrick Mahomes did those things better. When Dan is talking about footballs being tipped or popped into the air. We saw that from the Kansas City Chiefs secondary, from the Kansas City Chiefs linebackers, and that was because Joe Burrow wasn't as sharp as we've seen him, or the Kansas City Chiefs put him in position to not be, and Patrick Mahomes was. And so, when we continue to have these quarterback conversations or we talk about who's elevating in what position, we have to point to Patrick Mahomes in this head-to-head -head competition yeah. with Joe Burrow well, being the better player. They got to, to Joe Burrow. That was the difference in the game. The Chiefs and, defense. Yes, and, and when you look at Patrick Mahomes, they yeah, they never they never got their hand on on they never touched the ball, no batted balls and all that. They never touched Patrick Mahomes. They yeah. certainly didn't uh, touch him enough. And, and to me, I, I think the world of this Lou Anarumo, the defense coordinator for the Bengals. Mm -hmm. But man, you had the wrong game plan. Why? How so? Because you've got to go hit this dude. I'm gonna make sure if if I'm going against him, I'm gonna remind him he's injured. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit him so many times. I mean, it, it's, if you hit him, I always say about you hit the quarterback, sometimes the whole team feels it. Mm -hmm. You hit Patrick Mahomes, their team will feel it. And, and that's what I would do. So I don't didn't... care. I would have given up yards. I would have given up. I could give up a score, but I'm going to hit the quarterback. Meaning they didn't. And we talked about Jacksonville not doing much of this last week. No. After he was hurt. You're talking about sending extra people, extra pressure, even if he beats you on Whatever a player or two. Took. Whatever it took. I think you're scared to do that against Patrick. For five years, we've heard, I don't do care. not blitz Patrick Mahomes. And I think you get, you get intimidated by that. that that's just, yeah. here's, here's the thing. Patrick has the ability to do things that we don't understand. We, we don't. That's why I said last week, Joe Burrow was playing quarterback better. I can point to why Joe Burrow did not play up to the expectation level yesterday. I can't. How try to explain to people at home how well Patrick played because it's such an outlier performance. Yeah, I, I got to say this though. Go. All right. One of the reasons why Joe, uh, the uh, Patrick Mahomes destroys man coverage and blitzes is because he sinks, he retreats, and he gets back there and uses incredible arm talent. I'm going to make him do something. He's going to have to go yeah. on one leg, hobble back there ten yards back. I'm sorry, you got to you got to do it. He wouldn't be the same guy. He there's no reason to be scared. Know. Hold the other thought, Ali. Well, Let's stay on Mahomes incredible. for a second here. Let's say this: you and I both appreciate the history of the game as much as yes. anything. The great quarterbacks don't beat you historically. They don't become the legends because they're more talented than you. They beat you with their mind, and they beat you with their guts. And that's what Patrick Mahomes showed you. He beat them with his mind no. and with his guts. Well, yeah, I, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, you also have to understand the way that a quarterback showing his intestinal fortitude Gal, uh, galvanizes the team. That's right? the point. As a team, you rally around that yep. because if I'm playing offensive line, I know I have to hold my block an extra tick longer. If I'm playing wide receiver, I understand I have to manipulate zone or I have to beat man coverage in the best way I know how so Patrick can get the football out of his hand. If I'm MVS and I get the check down in the flat, I understand if he's checking his foot down, football down to me, yards after the catch is imperative. We watched a complete offensive team step up around Patrick Mahomes, but it's also Patrick Mahomes having an understanding of who he's been and who he could be that day. Yeah. He understood that I can't get out of the pocket every play today. I can't use my legs to extend all the time. I have to do it at the right times. And when he won the game from here and here, that's when you take that step to legendary. Now, we all know this. 
If Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs don't complete this deal, this will be a footnote in his story. He has to win a championship for us to speak about this game in the way that we should going forward. I completely agree. They have to win the Super Bowl. I mean, they've gone to five straight AFC championships game, championship games, and right. this will be the third right. Super Bowl. Yes. To only have one win, the conversation will start to switch on, on Patrick. So, I agree. It's, he's phenomenal. He's the best player I've ever seen. They got to find a way to beat Philadelphia. Okay, uh, do we ha- do we have time for the the, the mayor? Okay, we're going to play it here. You mentioned the mayor yes. and all the rest of that. The Cincinnati mayor had a video in which he issued an official <laughs> proclamation requesting <laughs> that that Joe Burrow take a paternity test to confirm if he's Patrick Mahomes' father. It was a lot of us thought in poor taste. And Travis Kelsey had this to say: Some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You gotta fight for your right to party. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, right? I mean, where that? Here's the thing, though. When you're the mayor and you basically lob the ball up by the rim. The other guy is going to dunk it. And Travis Kelsey, who is from Ohio, got his opportunity to say, hey, man, shut your mouth. Know your place. And here's the thing. You can have fun going back and forth with other elected officials. But when you start talking about a player and who his father is, even in just, it's a bad deal. And that's why we saw Patrick Mahomes Sr. smoking his stogie after the game. To call it cringeworthy would be understating the way I reacted to it. One way or another. I was delighted to see Travis Kelsey call him a jabroni last night. <laughs> One way or the Okay, so that's what happened yesterday. Now, the other game yesterday. Fly, Eagles, fly. Philly flapping all the way to the ball. But is there one major concern they face before the biggest game of them all? We'll get to that. And then I promise we will finally get to the big shakeup in Dallas. Uh, Dak, uh, his new play caller, uh, the old one at least, is out. Who's going to be calling plays? We'll get to the bottom of why this really happened as we roll on. Get up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals
the NFC Championship game. Hurts back on fourth down. One-hand catch! This is a fast-starting team. Ball got hit. Brock Purdy has been taken out of the game. Rough way to start. 10-5. Touchdown, Philadelphia! He fumbled a snap from center. Philadelphia ball! This game's over. Philadelphia is a better team. Air traffic control. A flock of eagles is heading to Arizona. Back on Get Up. Eagles win a one-sided NFC Championship game against a short-handed, quite literally, San Francisco 49ers team. But, you know, Rex, you have an issue with the way this is being framed. If I were to say, well, the 49ers had to play the game without either of their quarterbacks, what would you say? Uh, There's a reason. All right, that reason was because Philly knocked two of them out. So to me, that's credit. Let's credit where credit's due. Give credit where credit's due. The Philly pass rush. All right, they've been doing it all season. 70 sacks in the regular season. Well, guess what? I'm not going to block their best pass rusher with a tight end. So if you (laughs) want to start blaming somebody, blame yourself, San Francisco. 6% of the time they go max protect. Maybe you should have gone a a few more max protect, and maybe you would have had a quarterback, a legitimate quarterback that could throw the ball more than two yards on the field at that time. I don't want to hear about it. Philly smoked you, and, and to me, that's that's I mean this defense right here it might not be a dominant defense but it's a dominant pass rush yeah I mean I think when you look at this game it is the disappointment of not getting to see the San Francisco 49ers at full strength to get an opportunity to play this game that takes you to the Super Bowl but on the other side of that the reason that they weren't is because of the Philadelphia Eagles pass rush it was because of Hassan Reddick and him having the ability to get to Brock Purdy and hurt his elbow and then it was the play by Endowment Sue that later on knocks Josh Johnson out of the game coming into this game the only team that has affected the quarterback more in the history of football is Rex's father Bears of 84 and 85. We all understand the way we look at those defenses. As a whole, the Philadelphia Eagles aren't that team, but when you look at this pass rush, they were, and that pass rush took over this game from the beginning and allowed the Philadelphia Eagles to get into the run game, especially targeting Nick Bosa to the right side of the football field that eventually got them the big win. I don't think it matters, the quarterback for San Francisco yesterday, with the way the Eagles offensive line played. I will say this, defensively, it's interesting to watch Philly Here in the playoffs, they've decided to play a ton of man coverage, so they're trusting Bradbury and Slay. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson or C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Avante Maddox completely changed that defense. That allows the defensive line to be dominant. The Philadelphia Eagles' run game is as good as I've ever seen maybe in the NFL, certainly in a long time. They've got two Hall of Famers on their offensive line with Kelsey and Lane Johnson, and I don't think we give those guys enough credit. I always use this phrase, can you dent the defense when you run the football? And while Jalen Hurts didn't play great as a passer yesterday, the way that he makes defenses play so slow on the second and third level combined with that violent, physical, dominant offensive line, that's why I say I don't necessarily think who played quarterback for San Francisco mattered yesterday. All right, so watch the linebackers, the second level here. Usually they're downhill. But they're so hesitant because they RPO zone read game. The second part is look at the left side collapse that defense. Guys, that's a new line of scrimmage. That's that's the first run of the game. That's four to five yards downfield. Imagine as a defense seeing that happen. 
Now watch the second level again. Usually, Greenlaw and, and Fred Warner, they're shooting gaps. They're fitting to the football, but they're, they're waiting slow to go because of the zone read. Lane Johnson has great vision backside there to pick off um, Hufanga on the pressure there. There's this same situation again. You play so hesitant and slow because of the option aspect for Jalen Hurts. And now watch Kelsey pulls out in front. Now those guys, those aren't hard blocks for those offensive linemen. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I constantly say this about the Eagles offense. Everybody else's job is so much easier, even though they're Hall of Fame talents, yeah. because of the style of offense. That, but as I sit here today, I don't know if Kansas City can stop it. We talked about yeah. this last week. I'm not being hyperbolic. I don't know how you stop this offense when it comes to the dynamic aspect of their run game. we got two weeks to look forward to that. We'll talk a little bit about the upcoming Super Bowl in a moment. The one thing I disagree with you on, we have no idea what might have happened in this game if the 49ers had been able to play it. The reality is their defense gave up seven points in that first half. Devontae Smith didn't catch that ball. That should absolutely have been challenged and overturned. Josh Johnson drops a ball and gives them seven points. That that should be a 7-7 game at halftime with the way San Francisco's defense played and who knows what happened. Yeah, but but I I think that's the point, right? there are so many games in planning for the week, and this is an ugly piece of football where defensive coordinators tell you, let's see what the backup quarterback can yeah, do. Yeah. There's a reason that people are starters, and even with Brock Purdy being the third quarterback that started for the San Francisco 49ers this year, he had played extremely well. And now you're on to Josh Johnson, who in his defense is a journeyman, who is in, in his defense wasn't expecting to play but prepared to play, and now you're facing the best pass rush in football. It's just a very difficult task for this offense, but it's because of the way the Philadelphia Eagles prepare up front. It's because of the way they execute up front, and it's because of the way they finish. So many times we don't get defensive lines that finish at the quarterbacks, and this team did. Your final word, Rex. I just think that uh, this Eagle pass rush, um, that was the difference in the game, and and obviously – uh, this defense, we're going to need to see it in the Super Bowl. But they could have sat back. See, I disagree with Dan. And, yes, that offensive line dominated. But they could have just sat back and said, we're going to punt and leave our defense out there. We're still going <laughs> to win the game. I think that's what they do in the second half, Rex. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I was sitting there going, I don't agree. throw the ball one more time. Because the only way you lose the game is if you Turn throw it over. the ball it, through a turnover. It became a non-game. I mean, that, that's the, it's it's not even right. a game at any point. They I mean, could have scored four. The 49ers were onto their fifth string quarterback, and they didn't have one. So that's where the NFC Championship wound up yesterday. As we continue, we will get to this decision. The D in Big D stands for decision made. We'll tell you what the move yesterday was and wasn't actually all about. Plus, more from Patrick Mahomes. Made a lot of great plays last night, but Dan will show you the one that went under the radar that absolutely won Kansas City the game. But first, Sneaky Hembo and Rex going head-to-head. Eagles and Chiefs both won 14 regular season games. What was the last matchup in the Super Bowl between teams that won at least that many? The answer's next. Get up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. All right, Sneaky Hambo. I think you could get this. Sneaky Hambo versus Rex. We got a matchup of two teams on, Rex. that won 14 Come regular on, season games this year. What was the last time in the Super Bowl we had two teams that won that many? See, this is this one. This one's a brutal one. But I'm going to tell you, these, this is not my answer. Okay, because so I'm going through the things. Because I'm thinking, hey, is it the Falcons, Patriots? Ooh. Is it, you know, is it Denver? Carolina, Ooh. and I sat back and I said, you know what? I think I got two of those teams. Yeah. I think I got the right team. Okay. But I'm going to say Denver versus Atlanta. Denver versus Atlanta. So oh. that's that's the, the last game of Elway's career. I'm just trying to make sure we're talking about the same game because I don't know. Yeah, that's the one I'm late thinking. 90s. That's the one I'm thinking, but I don't know if that's. If it... That's right. Yeah. <laughs> There's no hey, way. You know what's great? Hey, you know what's great? Did you see the way I played you? Wow! Did you Himbo. see how I played him, Grady, on uh, the two other teams? Yeah, we can, I got something for you. Did you see how I played him? In, in Atlanta versus New England, Denver versus Carolina. No, I knew you had those teams. <laughs> buddy. He owns you. And well to be. All right, Danny, tap in. He's actually your daddy like a mayor. It was Broncos, Falcons. It was the last game of John Elway's career. Okay, outstanding. That's one legendary quarterback. Uh, Let's talk about other legendary quarterbacks. Dan, let's talk about the play of this game. Well, everyone thinks it's the touchdown pass to MVS. Now, this is great by Patrick of understanding they're doubling Travis Kelsey. You're going to see the safety right here in the middle of the field. He's going to be the guy that drives the double team. And Patrick climbs the pocket. Both feet in the air, throws an absolute seed. This, to me, is not the play of the game. That play never happens unless this play does. Now, everybody at home, I want you guys to pay attention to the three second-level defenders, two linebackers in the nickel, okay? That guy, that guy, and that guy. Very much so pay attention because Patrick's going to try to gather information. I'm going to walk away. Now, watch their body language because that's what Patrick Mahomes is doing. See what happens right here in this moment. Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. That right there. That moment right there, Patrick now has information. These guys all what? They all look the same. Every one of them did this. Stepped and went like that. Right now, Patrick goes, why are you guys doing that? 
I'm going to motion Kelsey down because I think you guys all have that posture of, Patrick, don't look at me. Patrick, don't look at me because you're going to be the pressure guy. In this moment, it's third and seven. Patrick understands it's going to be all out. You pressure, you pressure, you pressure. And he's going to go, wait, guys, I got to change this play and change this protection. Look at him. Walk to the line of scrimmage. Kelsey, come down. You see him pointing right here. He's pointing out going, hey, this guy's got to be a little bit issue. What he's going to do is this. The back goes to him. See how he points to the back right there? Hey, big fella, I want you to come here. You block. I want my offensive line to push all the way to the left. Okay? Back. You have that linebacker. Patrick's going to go, hey, I'm going to throw off of him. All-out pressure, meaning man, 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 man. Everybody else is going to bit blitz. Patrick knows exactly what you're going to do. Look at him communicate to McKinnon. Hey, that guy's coming. He's yours. Don't worry. I've got this. Now, this is beautiful by Patrick and MBS. Everybody's going to play in man. No one's open except for MVS. Look it. That safety's driving the inside slant. Can't throw it there. Kelsey's not ready. It's third and seven. We got to get a first down. So Patrick understands, okay, I got to get this ball to MVS right now. Now, this is great by MVS two ways. Number one, ball's thrown in his right shoulder. Patrick's throwing it on his right shoulder because he wants it to turn him into it, okay? Second thing is this. The drop step by MVS. You have to catch and turn at the same time. Now, we have this saying offensively, dodge one, split two. You see these two defenders right here? MVS has got to understand, I can't make both those guys miss. Dodge one, split two. With those two guys driving, MVS has got to split those two guys right now, split them, get your head down, and then this is the extension of the football right there at that moment. Beautiful job by Patrick. Knowing the situation, seeing the pressure, communicating to everybody, getting the ball to the only person he can in MVS catch, drop step, and split. That's so well done, and I think it gives the fans the opportunity to realize the amount of things he's processing in the blink of an eye, standing right there and seeing all of that is remarkable. Look, Mahomes had an unbelievable day throwing the football despite the limitations with the ankle injury. And I just want you to look at the names on this screen, right? This is playoff games with 300 yards, two touchdowns, and zero interceptions. You're talking about the greatest of the great all time. And focus on the age, okay? And Tom Brady doing this still well into his 40s. So I had Hembo look this up for me. Tom Brady, when he was 27 years old, won his third Super Bowl. By the way, he, he didn't win an MVP award until his age 30 season. Mahomes could be two weeks away from winning his second Super Bowl at the age of 27. And why are we talking about this in hysterical, uh, historical excuse me, context, RC? Because that's the way yesterday felt when the great quarterback beats you with his mind, beats you with his guts, runs for that first down at the end of the yeah. game like that. He's limping all over the place and wins the legendary kind of game. It feels like one of those that we will talk about someday when we start talking about him as one of the greatest all time. I know, and, and, and what's crazy is I don't want to take away from that performance because it was a phenomenal performance by Patrick Mahomes, but it only counts when you seal the deal. It's not about how many great divisional playoff round games you have or AFC championships you have. It's how many times that team wins a Super Bowl. And so that's what this is about for Patrick Mahomes. If you listen to anyone that plays for the Kansas City Chiefs right now, they understand that excellence is a requirement. But that excellence has to lead to Super Bowl rings, and that's what this team wants to do. But the toughness and all that, oh, what does that do for the Greeny. rest of that locker room when they see that kid play like Greeny, that? First off, I think people at home need to understand a high ankle sprain, it's hard to even walk on. Yep. Yeah. And when he's sitting back saying, 
I've got to go. It goes down as, what, a five-yard gain or something mm-hmm. like that? No, no. He's literally running for at least 15 yards, full sprint to make the play that gets his team an opportunity here. Like, this is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. He's full speed. How is that possible? You're on a, you're on a high ankle sprain. It's not possible. All right? Because the rest of us, uh, mere mortals, we don't come close to that. Yeah, the performance by Patrick in many ways was heroic. You know, and that, I, I, I would say that's probably the first time that we could say that about his career. Yeah. We had the AFC title game against the Patriots where they lose because of the offsides. Offside. Then he wins. Then they go to the Super Bowl. And to RC's point, like the legacy conversation that we've already started yeah. to have, the Super Bowl that they lose – there's the reason why. We all know his offensive line was absolutely yes. decimated. He was brilliant in that game. And then lose last year, and to his words, he didn't play well enough. Right. And now he's back in the Super Bowl, and I think we all believe that the team is talented enough to go win it. There's yeah. not injury issues or whatnot, right. and that's why we. I don't think that the conversation is fair to be had about quarterbacks, but it's going to turn to that yeah. whether we like it or not. But I, th- I think the other thing is this, too. When you put those four quarterbacks up, obviously all Hall of Famers, the one thing about Patrick Mahomes is we believe he's more talented than everyone else. We believe that he's done things that we've never seen before more than everyone else, but it comes down to rings. Tom Brady is not considered the GOAT because he was the most most talented yeah. player. Yeah. He's considered the GOAT because when he is on the field, he's giving you the best opportunities to win. Yesterday yeah. felt like a defining performance for Patrick Mahomes, and we'll talk more about him again. Those are the numbers. Uh, Brady got there in his 11th season to two MVPs and two Super Bowls. Montana in his 12th. Peyton Manning in his 18th. This is Patrick Mahomes in his 6th year trying to put two MVP trophies and two Super Bowl rings uh, on his mantle. Okay, uh, meanwhile, let me very quickly get to the big news in Dallas. Uh, roll that, Cindy. With, with, in Dallas yesterday, I've been trying to get to it all morning long. The Cowboys have parted <laughs> ways with their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Sources telling ESPN it is possible that Mike McCarthy will take over play-calling responsibilities, but that no decisions have been made. During Moore's four seasons as the OC, the Cowboys were first in total offense twice, top six in scoring three times, and the only time that they weren't uh, anywhere near that was the year that, that Dak Prescott got hurt and basically missed the entire season. So, was this the right move for the Cowboys to make Ryan Clark? I think it is the right move. When you look at this team, this is the move that tells Mike McCarthy, this is your last move. This is your last opportunity yep. to get this right. When you look at this team failing in the playoffs the last two season seasons and failing offensively, you say, okay, the quarterback's not going to change. We're going to stick with the offensive-minded head coach, where that means you have to do something at the offensive coordinator position. Now, I don't know if that's to allow Mike McCarthy to call plays. Has he continue to grow with the game enough to be creative enough to be locked in enough to help Dak Prescott in his offense excel I do not know but what I do know was it had gotten stale with Kellen Moore and we talk all the time about how many points they score offensively this is a team that had 229 points off of turnovers that led the entire league so 23 percent of what they got came because of their defense in the last two seasons and so now how do you create those type of points that type of dent in defenses with an offensive coordinator. Rex, you said a really interesting thing to us in our meeting this morning that that sometimes when you're a coach and you know your job is on the line, that you, you want to go down swinging, if you yeah, will. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to lean on yourself. And to me, this is something right here. He knows, McCarthy knows one thing. Like, his, his, this is tough to do. When you got to call one side of the ball yeah. and be the head coach, it's tough. 
it means your time commitment is re- is doubled. Right. It really has. Your preparation time, all that type of stuff, has literally doubled. Is he ready for it right now? He stepped away from it. Now you're going to step back in. But I truly believe he did it for one reason, what you guys said. Yeah. It's because it's on the line right now. And, and his butt's to the fire, so to speak. I'm going to go down with myself over somebody else. I also think Kellen Moore, to his to, to his credit, I think, by Wednesday. I think he's an outstanding offensive corner. I call him boy wonder and all that stuff. But this guy, there's, oh, at 14 openings for offensive corner, he's going to get a job in a New York minute. Yeah, if I was Tampa Bay, I'd, I'd make a call to Kellen Moore. Uh, let, let me say this about Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's making this move because he thinks he's the only one who can fix Dak Prescott. Let's simply put, mm. fix, get back to whatever we want to phrase it as. Yep. He thinks he's the only guy. Because he obviously doesn't think that Kellen Moore can take him to the next level. He doesn't think that anybody else who's available can take him to the next yeah. level. So it's the situation where we go, my job is going to be dependent on how well the quarterback plays because the team is pretty darn good. It's, and, and if the talent on defense stays there, and if the quarterback plays up to the, some of the levels that he's played at, well, this is a team that can play with anybody in the NFC. So Mike McCarthy's sitting there going, I'm the only guy who can get it done, and the pressure's on. Quick, put a ribbon on it for me. Quick, final Well, thought. I think the biggest thing is this. This is Mike McCarthy's make it or break it year. Yeah. If they don't play well offensively, and I believe if they don't play well early, that Dan Quinn becomes the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, and that's why he's still in the building, and Kellen Moore no longer is. Yeah, I, I related to what Rex said, and I think we can all relate to that to some degree. If you're going to go down, you want to go down swinging. You want to yes. go down. You, you go don't want to go you. out by saying, I didn't even get to give it my yeah. best shot. So right. that, I think that's what's happening here. We'll see if they can turn it around. College basketball coming your way. Super Tuesday doubleheader. Uh, so that's tomorrow night, 7 Eastern. You got Duke and Wake Forest. Then you got Kentucky and Ole Miss. Both games on ESPN and the app. And on ESPN Plus, you got Kansas and Kansas State. Coverage starts at 8 Eastern. All right, as we continue, uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs responding to all the trash talk from Cincinnati. And so did RC. Don't miss the tweets. Next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's time for Ryan Clark to explain his tweet. Get in the gym, bro. Well, I just got buffalo chicken dip. Baker. Baker. Bruh. Lord. Lord. As everyone <laughs>, laughs at the way I read your tweet. <laughs> I can't even do it with a straight face. It's a championship Sunday edition of RC explaining his tweets. If you're not following him on Twitter during these games, believe me, you're missing out on a lot. Here they come. First one today. This is brutal to watch. It's as if you asked Rocky to go out and fight Clubber Lang with his left arm tied behind his back. 
Wouldn't have mattered if Mick was alive, Paulie was boozing, and Adrian was crying slow tears. Rocky was going to get beat to sleep. <laughs> yeah, man. Just like the Niners. I was just watching it, and I was thinking about Rocky and the 49er fans put the jersey yeah. on Rocky. Man, you know you can't play with the Rocky Balboa's, you know, uh, statue. But when you look at this game, we were so excited, Greeny. It was the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles. We could see young Brock Purdy finally get his opportunity to match what Tom Brady did in his second year as a backup quarterback. And it never materialized. The Philadelphia Eagles got after the keister of every quarterback that played for the San Francisco 49ers. They wanted to see if Kyle Shanahan could actually throw a pass. Dan Orlowski was being called out of the stands. And they were like, and Tiffany was like, no, don't go. But the Philadelphia Eagles are in the Super Bowl, one, because they can rush the passer, but two, because we didn't get to see them at full strength offensively. It was just a terrible game to watch, yeah. candidly, for that reason. All right, next. Congrats to Howie Coconuts Roseman. Moved on from the second overall pick, a Super Bowl winning coach, and is now right back in the big game. I love hey, that tweet. Listen, I'll tell you what. And I ain't talking about the coconuts. You cut the top off and you put an umbrella in when you're on beach vacation. Uh -huh. Howie Roseman said, you know what, Doug Peterson, you won a championship. Appreciate you. Carson Wentz, I drafted you second overall. I gave you a big contract. I was wrong. Appreciate you. Oh, we're going to draft Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts can't throw. After we fired Doug Peterson, we're going to get Nick Sirianni. He can't even read a statement at a press conference, but it doesn't matter. This team is totally different than the one that won the Super Bowl years ago, and that's nearly impossible to do. Howie Roseman has done a great job of admitting mistakes, as Himbo and I talked about in commercial, and now rectifying them. Well, that's exactly right. When you make a mistake, the worst thing you can do is compound yeah, it by absolutely. trying to prove it wasn't a mistake, so give him the credit. All right, last, last one. Jabronis and paternity tests. Maury oh says God. Burrow is not the father. There'll be no backflips, wipe-me-downs, or pass-outs backstage. Kansas City is back in the Super Bowl. They earned it, and their superstar QB fought like heck. Oh, and he brought his stud defensive tackle with him. Well, the first thing is this. We used to love watching Maury in the training room before we went to practice. We didn't necessarily watch because it was great TV. I watched to see the dances when Maury said, you are not the father. And then somebody would run to the back and cry and said, I knew it had to be him. And then they test five more people. But when you look at this game and what the Kansas City Chiefs did is they said, you know what? It doesn't it doesn't matter that we've lost the last three. It's about today. And Patrick Mahomes getting an all-time epic performance of guts and leadership to add to his talent. And Chris Jones was the most dominant player on the field. You can say all you want, do, want during the week, but when you get on this field, you have to play. And the Kansas City Chiefs did that. They had Chris Jones on one side and Patrick Mahomes on the other. And thus, they are on their way to the Super Bowl. Outstanding tweets. And now let's take a look at the number. So this game opened at Caesars. Uh, right now, Philly is a two-point favorite, but it opened as a pick'em, which I, I don't know that there are historical records on this sort of thing, but there can't be too many Super Bowls that have opened as a pick'em game. So you can't ask for better. Kansas City's been favored, by the way, in 15 straight playoff games dating back to 2016. That's the longest streak in the Super Bowl era, and it obviously precedes Patrick Mahomes being their quarterback. So we will have two weeks to start looking ahead and diving into this game, but let's get overall big-picture thoughts. We all made a pick for who we think is going to wind up winning the Super Bowl. We can put those on the screen, I believe. And, Dan, I'll start with you. Who do you like in the Super Bowl and why? At Philadelphia, a uh, um, couple of reasons why. Number one, I have no idea how to stop their offense. I think yeah. it's a huge challenge for Kansas City, and I'll go back to very early on in this season. I would We would categorize this offense, and I would 
would say, you aren't good enough or talented enough to play man, which is still the case. I don't think Kansas City can line up and just play straight man coverage. But you have to to defend the RPO. And so I think they're going to play zone coverage. And then the RPO in the zone read becomes so difficult to stop. The interior of their offensive line versus Chris Jones would be a great matchup. Also, the Kelsey family, Mr. and Mrs. Kelsey, write a book, send it my way, because you got brothers or their sons playing against each other. And then I think the reality is we got to find out what the health of like a Miko Hardman and Kadarius Toney is because if they don't have those two guys, I think you're going to see Philadelphia's defense play a ton of man coverage and that defensive line gets to hunt. The Kelseys are the first brothers ever to go head-to-head in the Super Bowl as players. Obviously, Jim and John Harbaugh coached against each other one year. Why do you like Philly? I like Philly for a couple reasons. Number one, what Dan talked about, that offense, so hard to stop. Look, yesterday, Jalen Hurts played Horrible. As a passer. As a passer. I mean, he's short and ball. He's doing all this stuff. And they only put up 31. Like, so, to me, this is a tough offense, number one in the league in scoring. But I'm going to take Philly because of that defense. And let's see, are they hot right now? They go into the playoffs, so they're going into the Super Bowl with giving up uh, less than a touchdown or a touchdown or less in both their playoff games. Yeah. Last time that happened, 2,000 Ravens. Yeah. How'd that work out? Dang. A beatdown against the Giants. I think they're going to beat down the Chiefs. Yeah, so I've um, missed the mark here as being an analyst. This is the first opportunity we're ever going to get in the Super Bowl with two African-American quarterbacks start. And it's going to be Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. who are totally different. It says a lot about where black quarterbacks have come as far as the position and as far as people see them as being leaders of team. Also want to point to Avrion Hurts and also Patrick Mahomes Sr. So many times the narrative about black fathers and about black families is that they come from broken homes or they have these stories we want to tell at Super Bowl. Well, let's tell this story. Let's tell the story of Patrick Mahomes Sr., who was a, a baseball player who mm-hmm. had his son in locker rooms, who taught him how to lead, who taught him how to be the quarterback of her team. And let's talk about Avrion Hurts, who was a lifelong high school coach, who was also Jalen Hurts' high school coach when he was playing deep down in Texas. I think so many times we focus on the big picture and we miss the small picture. This is a talking about the way the NFL has come so far mm-hmm. as it pertains to this position, also what these people, how these men were raised by their fathers, and now what they do to lead locker rooms. So congrats to Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes and also their fathers and their mothers for raising excellent men and excellent leaders. That's really well said. That's beautifully said. Absolutely. Uh, Okay. There's no way to follow that. I literally picked Kansas City only because everyone else picked the Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Follow that. Wednesday doubleheader starts in Boston with Jason Tatum and the Celtics hosting Kyrie and the Nets. That's 7.30 Eastern, followed by Trey Young leading the Hawks against CP3 and the Suns. Coverage begins with NBA Countdown 7 Eastern on ESPN and the app. And then we got first take coming up top of the hour here. Did the trash talk Bengals blow it last night in Kansas City. Molly, Stephen A., Michael Irvin, Dan and RC will be there. Top of the hour on ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. 
How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. College basketball tonight, ACC Big 12 doubleheader. We got Virginia Syracuse followed by Baylor, Texas, all the action on ESPN and the ESPN app. Before the joke, super quickly, I just want to say this will be the last time for this season that this group is together on a Monday. I love all three of you hey, guys. Thank you guys, man. It's been great, man. People so enjoy this group, and Rex, you're the best. And I miss you guys. It means everything to all of us. Okay. Not you Sweetest as much, Daniel. The, not a, the not sweetest guy in the much. world right here. <laughs> Super nice. No all other right, way to finish it together. Though. The last joke. Right, Let's so, do it. So, Rex, did you hear the joke about the roof? No, I did not. Ah, never mind. It's probably over your head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, and this Whoa. one's an ode to Patrick Mahomes. What did the slow tomato say to the others? Uh, catch up. Don't worry. I'll catch up. <laughs> Why you be ruining my job? Rex, you're the best. Safe Rex, travels, uh, my friend. You know it. A lot of fun. We'll be back in better than ever tomorrow. First take starts now. <laughs>